Welcome to this week's Leader's Guide for the Winter Quarter of Life Groups. This resource is provided to help you prepare and effectively lead your group. For your convenience, you can also download a written version of this guide under Leader Tools at northcoastchurch.com groups. So let's join Pastor Dave Enns now as he introduces this week's material. Greetings, leaders, and welcome to week number three of Life Groups. So you are starting to get the flow this week, we would say. So again, if you have any questions, concerns, or topics come up, like, wait, I don't know how to answer that, um, or you're trying to figure out how to keep the discussion flowing. Again, time limits are super important and help with that. Um, or there's just like a personal issue someone has brought up. You've done the four cues. Hey, how long is that going on? Or you just you just don't know how to respond and go towards that. Do not hesitate to contact your life group pastor. We are here to help. We do not want you to feel alone in the midst of those. And again, if it's a personal issue, if you ask those four cues, someone shares, wow, I'm really dealing with depression, anxiety, finances, marriage. Again, the key questions are, how long has this been going on? Um, and then two is, hey, have you ever talked to anybody else about this? And three is, have you gotten help with this, ever sought that? And then four, any idea what you want to do from here? Because that's going to really help your pastor know how to help you in the midst of that. And again, your goal as a leader is not to answer and solve people's problems, but to bring the resources, whether that's uh, how about what it means to be following Jesus or personal things in their life, to bring resources that you can then support them that they want to move towards and help make happen in their life. Also, by now, you should be starting to finalize your social with your group and or service project. Um, be thinking that through. And again, especially if you've got a new group, that social is going to be important. You can do that on the meeting time or the day or time your group meets already. So check that out. Um, and again, thank you for submitting your attendance. It is so helpful for us to know what's going on. It sets up how we can do pastoral care in the future. People want to get involved in ministry. It helps us give a show us their track record. So leaders, it takes just a little bit to do that. Thanks for doing that. And if you don't, we're going to come and, and probably maybe even annoy you. And again, it just really helps a long-term ministry piece there. Hey, well, I am now going to turn it over to Amber Hofflin, and she is going to take you through this week's Homework Helps. Here's Amber. Thanks, Dave. Hey, leaders and hosts, excited to be with you week three of your life group. I hope your group has been off to a great start so far um, and just kind of getting back in the swing of things. I hope it's been refreshing and just really great to be either reuniting or meeting for the first time. Uh, I hope it's been awesome. So jumping into the homework, we've got that quick review question, which is always there, and it's a great place to talk about what stood out to you from the sermon, kind of get people's initial reactions, what what stuck with them, you know, 24, 48, 72 hours later? Um, what's the thing that they held on to from the sermon or something that challenged or confused them? And then going into my story number one. Chris listed things Jesus has been called in the book of John so far. Is there a name of Jesus that stands out to you or is impactful for you to understand or remember who he is? So on the front of your note sheet, there's like 12 names, I think it is, of things that Jesus has been called in the book of John so far. Feel free to pick one of those, but also you could ask, are there any other names of God or Jesus in scripture that are particularly meaningful or memorable for you? 
And my story number two, this weekend we looked at Jesus' first sign in the book of John in which he used his miraculous power to transform something in a way no one else could have done. Have you ever seen God do something in your life, big or small, that you couldn't do on your own? It's kind of thinking about like where have you seen something of Jesus' power in your life? Now, for our Digging Deeper this week, we are focusing on one main passage. It's a story of the rich young ruler. A discussion note on this. This could be a great week to jump into, to break into smaller groups. It's our small to large group principle. So if you have like 16 group people in your group, you might consider breaking into four smaller groups of four. Um, just allows people to kind of have a maybe a longer discussion or a more in-depth discussion about something, and then you come back together and you can share that um, as a group. Share what each group kind of gleaned from the conversation. And then you can also do the same thing virtually using breakout rooms if you're an online group. So, in the story this weekend, Mary instructs the servants to do whatever Jesus tells them to do which is a lesson we could all take to heart in our own faiths. Chris pointed out that faith is not just a prayer, but rather faith is a journey involving deepening steps of obedience that in turn lead to more faith. This week, we're going to look at the story of someone who could not bring himself to do the thing Jesus told him to do. Read Mark 10, 17 through 31 and write down anything you notice about what Jesus is asking of this man and how the man's response affected the outcome of his faith journey. So you have the story there from Mark of the rich young ruler who asked Jesus what he needed to do to inherit eternal life. And Jesus said, give away all your money. And then he walked away sad. Um, You guys, I'm sure are familiar with that story, but it's there for you to read. And then additional questions you could ask, what do you notice about this man's understanding of who Jesus was? Uh, He calls him good teacher. What do you think that tells us about his understanding of who Jesus is. That's a theme also that's come up in John so far is understanding who Jesus is. Another question, why do you think Jesus tells him to sell everything? Was it about money? Was it Jesus hates money? Or was there something else for this man that that meant? And then going into the questions that follow after you read that passage, number one, wealth was an area that was difficult for the rich man to give up. What are some potential areas of your life that provide a challenge to do whatever Jesus tells you to do? So this could be an intense question depending on how well your group knows each other and the trust that has been built. Um, If you'd like to soften this question, another way maybe to say it, instead of being like, what are some hard areas for your life? You could say, what are some areas you think are challenging for Christians in general to do what Jesus says? Um, You could break up into men or women only groups if you want to be able to be more vulnerable about um, the answers that are shared about what's challenging for us. Kind of up to you. You know your group and you gauge how you want to handle that question, or if you think your group can handle it, then you can just ask it as is. Additional questions you can ask, what does it mean when there's an area that we can't bring ourselves to give up, like the rich young ruler? How do you know if something is an idol, if you're placing too much importance on it, or if you're putting something before the Lord? What's the difference between struggling with something and giving up? Follow-up question, has there been anything you felt God asked you to do that was incredibly hard for you to do, but unlike 
the rich man, you did it anyway. If so, what was the result? So I think this is a really cool opportunity to share stories of victory or overcoming. Um, someone saying, this was so hard, but I did it, and here's how God showed up. Um, or just just areas where you are dedicated or committed to obeying what you feel the Lord has called you to do and what has been the fruit of that. This could be something big or small as long as it's like meaningful to you. So a great time to kind of witness to each other in those stories that we share. Follow-up question. Throughout our time in John so far, we've seen a theme of not just knowing Jesus, but putting our faith in him. The rich man in this story struggles with this very thing. When you find it hard to put your faith in Jesus or do the challenging thing he asks of you, what helps you to do it anyway? This could be a great time of like encouraging practical ways where you can share and brainstorm as a group like here's what I hold on to here's what I remember when it's hard for me to do it this is what helps me do it anyway additional question if someone else was on the fence or struggling with the decision to do it anyway what advice advice or encouragement would you give them and then verse additional verses you can read here Galatians 6 7 through 9 which talks about do not grow weary in doing good then number two, we're still kind of going off of the rich young ruler story, but it's a slightly different uh, track here in this second digging deeper question, a different angle on it. Verses 29 through 30 reiterate something we saw about Jesus' character in the passage this weekend, that he is a God of abundance who makes a plentiful amount of the best wine and who returns a hundred times what his children give up for him. So this weekend in the story in the of the wedding, he made the best wine and he made, what did Chris say? I think it was like 600 to 900 bottles of that wine, like a crazy amount of wine. Um, and then in this verse of the rich young ruler, he says, whatever you give up for Jesus, he will return a hundredfold, a hundred times. Like, don't worry. God is abundant. So what comes to mind when you hear that God is abundant? Have you seen this in your faith journey? Have you ever struggled to see this in your faith journey? And then additional verses you can read there. Psalm 65 uh, is one where you, I feel like just it captures this essence of God's abundance. And so you could read that psalm and underline it in any words or phrases that strike you about God being abundant. And then the last question, is there an area of your life where you are hoping God will show up in abundance or make a transformation? Is there anything you could pray for, focus on, or put into practice this week when it comes to this area? You could also ask, is there any encouragement from this weekend's message or life group discussion that you want to remember or pray about when it comes to this area? So this could also be a super fruitful opportunity to break into smaller groups and, uh, kind of have an extended sharing um, and then pray for each other in smaller groups if you wanted to. And then taking it home, is there anything someone shared in your group discussion this week that you want to remember? And that's what we have. This week's questions are really kind of more focused on one passage and kind of two different angles of that. There's the obedience part, doing what Jesus tells us to do, and then there's the abundance part. But I think uh, I would really encourage just going deep into those things, maybe breaking up into groups, um, but having extended conversation on, on this passage in this sermon. Leaders, I hope you have a great week. I'll see you next time.